If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with MyBookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim promo code MADNESS50. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use promo code MADNESS50, that's MADNESS50, to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. Good afternoon and welcome everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Great to be with you on a Balls Wednesday. I'm Jeff. That is Tom. There's Director Matthew. Twitter at that Cameron Show and I hope you're well. So I, this is, it's so funny. Yesterday we had the conversation a little bit. About, you know, how long do you let the winds and the seasons soak in and how much do you enjoy that and how much do you have um, to start to look forward to. And, and we all know there's a lot to look forward to, but it, it won't take long. It will begin immediately. Um, already the stories that have to be written, the conversations that have to be had, and uh, the attention that will be paid uh, to Florida State's off-season begins right away. There is no just uh, in, in enjoyment, long-term enjoyment. I mean, it, really, the off-season, you'll, you'll always look back fondly at the season that was. And, and frankly, it informs all the conversations that we have regarding the program. So in some ways, it, it, it's, not, it's not over. In some ways, you do get to marinate in the wind and the successes and the programs shift towards excellence, and um, in, you know that that you do on the heels of success, and it's so much easier, and it informs the conversation in such a positive way most of the time. Because now we're talking about living up to a new standard that was set by this season. Now, for this group, the standard was set long ago of winning ten games and playing for championships and doing those kinds of things. But arriving there now in a position to have that conversation consistently is because of this year. Uh, we return to that being the norm and and really where you expect to be. And once that is what informs the conversation, then you have got to turn your attention to the roster and ask yourself who's coming back and who's going. Yeah, we'll find out about a bowl game soon enough after this weekend's championship games are played. We'll all know exactly where Florida State's playing and who their opponent is. And I think it's important to try to get to 10 wins. Everybody wants 10 wins. Um, but I think it's more important when we talk about roster construction and uh, roster retention and recruiting and transfer portal players that are leaving or players that are coming in. And I mean, that that's more important because that is, again, 
a bigger part of sustaining long-term success for Florida State, not just being uh, you know, a flavor of the month like we were late this year, winners of five straight, four of those games in dominating fashion. Uh, you know, Obviously, within those five wins were a sweep of your rivals. It's all good news. And I would venture a guess that uh, the superstar of the team, Jordan Travis, would be back. But we don't know it, so we still have to follow that story. It is still, there are questions. I mean, I think it seems obvious he's coming back. But, you know, stranger things have happened, so you'll wait and see. And then I think also we'll look at... um, We'll look at some of the other guys in which it is sort of in the air. I, I, you know, I'm fascinated by decisions, even guys that practice right now. You know, you, you, Jamie Robinson and Fabian Lovett and Jared Verse and all these guys, Dylan Gibbons and all these other guys. Um, are they going to play in the bowl? I mean, that is interesting. I, I, I think in some cases you certainly would be, you'd be very surprised if they did, especially if they're guys that are going to go on to try to make a living in the NFL. There's something to lose there in an exhibition game like that. We've seen it happen with other players before, some pretty high-profile players even, even in a game that Florida State played. I brought up the Butts kid at Michigan, the tight end. Yeah, his career was ruined. He's in the broadcast booth. I mean, that, that's, that happened. So, you know, you, can, you, you don't have to look too far to find guys where that turned out to be a mistake. And, uh, and there, are the, there are the guys too, Tom, that I would just say, look, man, you don't have anything else to prove. It, it, you won't be letting us down. Yeah, I'm not the purest type who says that if you play the 12 game season, you have to play the bowl because you need to prove it to your teammates that you you've already proven it that, yeah, that you're yeah. in. Yeah, if you're Jamie so, Robinson, what are you trying to do? I mean, like, like what? apparently playing the bowl game. I mean, and cool, thanks, man. I appreciate that, but my he, man, he and Jared Verse committed to that today, and and I wonder if part of holding practice because we did not expect. Mike Norvell to hold practice this week, and today and tomorrow they have two of them. They're very laid back, at least today was. We'll see what tomorrow looks like. I wonder if part of that is to check in on the roster to see who's still invested. If they, and I'm not talking about seniors or, or potential pros that are going to go to the next level, just meaning that, all right, guys, I'm sure you're getting calls illegally because you haven't put your name in the portal. That's how this whole world works right now. There's tampering galore. How many of you are willing to show up on a random Wednesday after the 12th game of the season and be invested in what we're doing here in Tallahassee. I wonder if that was part of it. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. Yeah, if you're an undergrad player that has no intention of going pro, then you're here because you want to play in the bowl game. you got to ready yourself, but everybody else, yeah. Like, for example, I'm overly protective of one Rodney Hill. I like Rodney Hill. I was glad to see him get some work today. It's like, yeah, all right. Where's so, old where's old two nine? You and, you and, and I, I you and I have decided that we're gonna do a pretty much a daily segment, uh, in which we talk about the various segment groups and we kind of project a little bit about what we think's going to happen, or maybe not what's going to happen, but you can speculate based on the numbers, lack thereof, or more than enough, in which you can then say, Well, I wouldn't be surprised if and sometimes that's going to be a projection that makes the listenership happy. That says, "All right, that's good news." Other times, it's going to be, "Damn, man, don't don't put it out there like that." But that's just you know, this is the job now. It's it's also part of what you do when you cover a program in the era of the NIL and transfer portal world. You you got to speculate based on numbers what you think is going to happen, and we'll do that today. We'll do it today. We'll do the uh, running back room if you want. I mean. I know you're very protective of Rodney. I'm worried for you. 
I am too. Uh, I was should, glad to see him today. I think you should be worried. You know, uh, I, I, he might have been running a play and he heard, Good to see you, Rodney. <laughs> and he's like, Who is that? That's Tom Lang standing up there at Dick Hauser clapping. There's Rodney. All right, everybody's going 60%, <laughs> but Rodney's 61. <laughs> Woo! Oh, man. Yeah, I don't. I, it is. It's so weird. Last night, I. Listen, I, I had a good day yesterday. I worked out at Orange Theory Fitness, came home, made dinner for the family, drank a big tall glass of water, saw a little bit of uh, Golden State and the Dallas Mavericks, took it to Ooh, bed. Oh, it was right. great. It was a fun game. Fun game. Best thing that was on television last night was that game. Went to bed about 9.30 towards the end of that, second in the second half of that game. Got up bright and early today, fresh cup of coffee, went and stood outside, couldn't wait for the rain, wanted the rain to come down. Hope it rains for 24 hours, just pour us. We could use the rain. We could use the rain, Tom Lang, because it will usher in some cool weather instead of 85 degrees in freaking December. Mm-mm. And so I know temporarily we get 48 hours. We get 48 hours. Don't you rain on my parade. I already looked it up. Now, that said, uh, I did all of that, but then all that was on my mind, because I was kind of recalibrating, all that was on my mind about Florida State was – the transfer portal and, you know, kids coming and going. That's all you can really talk about right now. I mean, I, the bowl game's too too far off in the distance. We don't even know which one it is. We don't even know who we're playing. So, I, you know, I can't talk about the basketball team who are about to get pasted uh, and be 1-8. and eight. That number was 15 and a half this I'd, I'd give it. We're terrible. I'll get to it later. I, they're going to be 1-8, and eight, and then they're going to be 1-9 and because they got to go play Virginia to open the are ACC you, schedule. Are you going to get to it the way that Conan got to Matt Damon? Or, no, Jimmy Kimmel got, just, got to Matt Damon. Just keep it back over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got, what do you want me to do? At some point, I do have to turn our attention to that. It's a terrible situation in the making. It's a 2.55 in the afternoon. All right, coming up next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but it's a terrible situation in the making. I really believe that, and this is something we will take serious. Uh, I hate to see a Hall of Fame coach's career in the way that I think it's going to. It's just awful. It's just not a good look, and it's it, there are a lot of reasons why too. It's not, it's not what a lot of people think, but it stinks, and uh, it depresses me. But back to football for a second. Uh, you know when you Sam McCall leaves, right? Okay. Now who the hell's shocked by that, right? Nobody's shocked by that. But you got to cover it. We got to talk about it. Good riddance. Have a good day. Whatever. I don't wish you well. Um, you know, I mean, that's that's where we're at. I mean, everybody's going to run to wish a kid well. I don't. I don't. I don't wish ill will on him either. Just get out. Have a good day and leave. Yeah, the hard part, the hardest part mm-hmm. to me about this whole Sam McCall situation is if you were any good, you would have gotten live reps this year and they wouldn't have cared about the shirt. First of all, precedent last year said so with Kevin Knowles and Amari Cooper, both of them playing a lot of time in the 2021 season in, in November. And this year, we really could have used another corner. I mean, Azarie, unfortunately, wasn't as ready as he looked in spring and early fall camp, but he got a lot of run out there because we needed the help. So if you were apt at any point this season, you would have found the field. The fact that he wasn't in the rotation wasn't about preserving a shirt or anything like that. Is he flatly wasn't good enough. Flatly yeah, wasn't also, good enough. He's also a safety. I agree. So, you know, look, man. That, Which we could use next year. That room uh, is as healthy as it gets, meaning the, the locker room. The season that was had as illustrated and spoke to by the players themselves uh, tell you that this is a Sam McCall problem. I mean, look, you can, let's just use uh, the, the clues that are laid before us, okay? 
deductive reasoning. Take a look around. Now, whose problem do you think that was? It's on Sam. So Sam can take it on down the road, and hopefully he finds, I, for him, uh, I won't sit around worried about it, but hopefully he finds whatever he's looking for. Peace, I prosperity. Don't, I don't know what that is, um, but you know that's that's where that goes. So fifty bucks. I, it's <laughs> it's it's not a shock. It's not devastating. Uh, it's it's not a, an indication of a bigger problem with the program, the locker room, the coaches, the players. It's it's a Sam McCall problem. It's a, it's a well, and problem. he got another at bat when a lot of folks who saw the way he ha- handled it the first time would say, "Oh, so you're wishy washy, and we've got a week to go, two weeks go in the season." All right, a lot, many coaches would have said, "No, you're not allowed back." Or if you are allowed back, then you're not going to be integrated into the rotation in terms of practice and reps. You got to go run stadiums. Well, they integrated him right back. He never had to wear the orange jersey. He never had to do any of that stuff. And Coach Norvell went on the record and said, I was 18 once. I understand. Yeah, you're trying to be so understanding. You're I mean, giving I him another crack at this thing, and he strikes out again. Well, Mark Reynolds over here. <laughs> at least Mark Reynolds hit a bomb every now and again. Uh, what, I, what I would say, well, what I would say. Speaking of bombs, he got blown up on kick return many times this year. Well, because he was jogging. Uh, what I what I would say is that I do get that part of it. I'm not so you know, I guess vitriolic in the way that I describe the situation as to ignore the root of it. Uh, the levels of maturity at 18 differ greatly, and I understand that you know social media tends to. St- it's not social media's fault, it's the person's fault, but they have options to really do damage to themselves that we didn't have. <laughs> Publicly uh, clowning themselves on the regular by making terrible decisions while filming it for everybody to see it. Uh, as opposed to the three buddies you made terrible decisions with uh, after a night at the bar that right. nobody else saw. Unless it was on a disposable camera. Right, right, right. right. You know? So yeah. I get that it is a very different time, and I worry about it for kids today across the board. I've got a 15-year-old soon enough. I'll be worried about him off at college and the kind of decisions that he makes and all of that. But I also understand that the context clues tell us that this situation wasn't going to be able to be solved. He he had decided that he was unhappy, and I, he he wasn't making any progress in practice. We've seen these practices. He wasn't any good at those practices. Doesn't mean he'll never be good. Oh, doesn't yeah. mean it, it. Doesn't mean he'll never have a chance somewhere. It just means it, it wasn't going to happen here. And you don't want um, a cancer in the locker room, and so you just you, you move on. Yeah, the interesting thing was his best day was his first day back from being out there on social media saying he was wishy-washy, and it was like two PBUs, you know, and one-on-ones. But it, there was never that period where you go utter dominance from Sam McCall. Today. Well, no, that never happened. Uh, As opposed to Azaria, which again, unfortunately, the curve got too steep for him. I guess as a true freshman, no big deal. But early on, he had moments of dominance where you're like, that's gonna work and we thought it was gonna work sooner than it did at any rate mccall that never happened so i just i guess at the end of the day what we what we get to here is uh you know for florida state you got to go find a safety i'm sure they wanted to try to make him a safety uh i'm sure they were going to hope to transition in that way uh 
but now you know there's a, there's another spot on the roster. So we start getting into I think questions about where you need guys, where you have a lot of guys, and how what what is the quality level of those players? If you're going to get to where you take another step and win the conference, what has to happen? Uh, I think that's a fun you know I think tomorrow when we go through this, Tom, I'm going to want to harp on. Like I said, we'll be doing a transfer portal thing a day, just looking at the numbers, segments, segment groups. To yeah. me, to me, the whole thing in this is is the defense. I'm looking at both the coaching staff and the players on defense. That's the, that, those are the places they've got to get better, and it's open for debate. It's open for debate what you think you have, what you don't have. There's enough evidence if you if you take opponents adjusted. And look at it. Florida State's not even a top fifty defense, so there are a lot. Yeah, opponents adjusted. It's not. It's not real good if you go through all this. Um, it's a top what fifteen, top twelve defense currently ranked at the end of the year. You believe they are? Not even close. Not even close. So that's the area that I would look closely at. I would take a good hard look at. What my personnel is there, how quickly can I upgrade it, and do I need to make changes to my staff? Is it a personnel issue? Is it a staff issue? Is it both? There are a lot of weighty questions for a head coach to have to, to make decisions on. And they're the good kinds of tough decisions. That's why you're paid handsomely, first of all. Which, again, I find interesting that you would have a practice today and tomorrow because typically there's a buffer period between mm, game yeah. 12, if you're not playing in a conference championship game, and then bowl practice, in which if you're going to make changes, you're going to do it in that buffer period and not just hold two practices. And I'm not saying in the middle of nowhere. I'm sure there's a purpose. There's great detail in every decision that Mike Norvell makes. It is fascinating, though. I, I hear you talking loud and clear. You're, like, you're very surprised by those two practices. Well, let's say they make a change or two at a position coach or whatever level. What were these about? Because to me, this almost sends a signal that you're not going to do that. If you were if you're hosting two practices the week after game 12, I mean there are teams practicing right now for conference championships. This is usually an open week if you're not playing for a conference championship. So I just find that interesting. I think he wants to to keep uh, to some degree. Yeah, keeping tabs as you alluded to might very well be part of this. But you know, you finish that last game, you get over the soreness, you do exhale. It's not like they practiced on Monday or Tuesday. I mean, so it's it's Wednesday and Thursday. Yeah, yeah. You gave them a couple days. Uh, it was not intense. We we had it. It was scheduled to go nine a.m. media availability for coach and and the coordinators at eleven. They broke at ten and they st they stuck around with the younger players and we did not get the coordinator. So I I don't know what to make heads or tails of that. Also the skies and the heavens opened up so that might have shortened what yeah. they wanted to do and we got players in the in the baseball tradition they, room. They're gonna be out there tomorrow. Supposed to be. Yeah, and, but it might be because that you have the the window opening for the portal on Monday. That's the official day that it's basically free agency for college football. Mm -hmm. So it could be a check in before that. So that they can crunch the numbers? I, I don't know. It just it, well, they can look curious. at the roster and crunch the numbers. They don't have to be out there. I well, mean, but like, could could <laughs> a decision can... be made easier for them because somebody is either a no show or you can tell in their body language that they don't even care to be there? Maybe, but I would say this: it doesn't. I mean, look, we're talking about one kid that was a malcontent that wants to leave. I don't think you've got another kid on that roster that's in the same boat as Sam McCall. So I think all of those kids, once it was announced that they were going to have practice, would show up. That's how good a locker room it is. 
all of them were going to show up. Now, I would bet that zero of them want to be there. Uh, <laughs> sure. I, zero. But you know what I mean. It's not necessarily just about a cancer element in the locker room. It's also about, are they getting phone calls? What's their poker face look like? You know, because... <laughs> I mean, think about it. If you got a phone call, if you're X player here and it's the running back room mm -hmm. and the receiver room, and there's another school that's going to guarantee you, I don't know, something close to six figures to come play for them, opportunity to play, all those kinds of things, you almost have to go to practice today and tomorrow and act like nothing's amiss. Nothing's wrong. Nothing to see here. I'm a null all the way through and through. And then on Monday, you make your decision. It's just, it's a very interesting time. Well, there's no way to gauge how much of that is happening, if any of it. And and maybe moving forward, when there is a unilateral rule that is in place governing all of this in college football, you'd have a, a, a standard operating procedure. But for now, you don't. So you're right. I mean, certainly we can. There's conjecture, and we can speculate. Well, maybe they're just trying to keep tabs. Maybe they want to look a kid in his eyes and see see where he's at. It seems to me one on one interviews would do that. Also, if I'm a kid and I'm getting offered two hundred grand over here by NC State or whomever, I I don't know that I I don't know if I'm going to go through the ruse of pretending that I'm locked in. I I think I'm just going to have a conversation. It's just, I mean, I'm just going to say, hey, man. It's just so damn strange, though, because we talk about it in NFL training camps all the time, and it's inverted because it happens after the year. But, you know, guys won't practice while they're holding out. Derwin James just did it. He, you know, yeah. before the season started. It's the only like, thing that you have for leverage as a professional football player, if you matter greatly and are a difference maker to that roster, the only leverage you have is to withhold your ability. Right. And and make no mistake, in this situation, a lot of that at least is going on at the behind-the-scenes level. They were all there today. I saw the guys that were out there, and it was the, the team that I remember from Saturday night. But those conversations are happening behind the scenes about NIL and where do I fit in? Where do I fit in, coach? On the 2 deep? Well, yes, there as well, but where do I fit in in the in the grand plan? And it wouldn't be coach. I'm going to I'm going to venture a guess. We got to take a break, but I am going to venture a guess that and I said this before it all went down and there are exceptions of course, you're truly gifted players. A Caleb Williams gets a deal with Beats. Uh I get that. But you're talking about mid-level starters. You know, like the right guard that starts for you, like that. What what these kids are anticipating in terms of offers or even retention offers within the own their own program? I think they're in for a rude awakening. I really do. I don't think there are too many people falling over themselves to give fifty grand to a to a right guard unless he's Quentin Nelson. I mean, like, I, you know, who's who's racing out there to do that? I agree, but the thing is, since this is the first window ever, you know, where there's actually a window of time, they've got to learn that the hard way. Oh, they're Everybody's going to. got to go through it the hard yeah. way. And then the thing that stinks is that your program, no matter who you root for, is going to see a kid fall by the wayside thinking he's this and he's not, and then you lose a player. And they learn a terrible lesson right. and start over at a JUCO. Sucks. Jeff Cambridge, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chat TV. So, do you want to look? You want to look at uh, segment group, buddy? 
We want to take a real quick deep dive, I guess, at a segment group where you could expect expect attrition, where you think that somebody will at some point leave. Um, because I think I think it's worth delving into, and and you know none of us are going to be. 100% accurate on this. You just have to speculate. We're actually speculating solely on on numbers. We're not. Uh, th- we're not. Yeah, this uh, isn't about aptitude. Mm-mm. It's just how many snaps are there to go around for the number of dudes you have that are relatively talented at at the very least. Yeah. Um, so so you'll you'll you know cross your fingers that you keep the depth. I mean, I I, I will say that I understand if you're fourth on the depth chart somewhere and you've got sophomores and juniors in front of you that are all going to be here for some time, I get wanting to ride out and maybe get an opportunity, especially if others are making it clear that they too would like your services. So you want to start in the running back room or wide receivers? No, running back room seems like the most low-hanging fruit. You just Mm got to set up something first. Are you supposing, assuming, that Trey Benson returns or not? Because that is how this conversation begins. Well, I'm going to assume that Trey Benson is returning. Okay. Now, am I doing that because I would like him to return? (laughs) The answer is yes, I am doing that because I would like him to return. But I also truly believe he is going to return. Do you also believe Trey Benson will return? Yeah, the comments he made when he was asked about... You know, he said, I'm still a young man, a young player. That tells me that his head's in the right place and that he knows that his stock can go from a nice running back to one of the finalists for big-time awards next year. Correct. ACC Player of the Year, running back awards, or dare I say it, if he's dominant out the gate next year and he's on pace for 1,500 yards, Florida State's high profile enough that you could be in the talks for the big award, the big one in New York. Yeah, I I would – I think that's the high end, but I certainly think he'll be all conference and maybe an all American. And I think he's can, he can elevate his stock into the first couple of rounds. So we're going to assume Trey Benson comes back. He is what a red shirt sophomore, if I recall correctly. Uh, so you have that. Here's a guy that I wonder about. And I would speculate about, uh, Treshawn Ward. Would you be surprised if Treshawn Ward left? Absolutely not. Me neither. Especially if we're going to enter the exercise and say that Benson is returning. I think that that decision from Trey Benson has a direct effect on what Treshawn Ward is going to do. Yeah, and I'm, I, I like Treshawn Ward a ton. We've got nothing but great things to say about that young man who's worked so hard to put himself in the position to where he's earned so much. Uh, but if he were to go somewhere and be the guy... I would completely understand that. I also wouldn't be surprised if he came back. He's been such a good team player and hard worker and all those things. I wouldn't be surprised either. We don't know. Tom and I don't know. But I wouldn't be surprised if Treshawn Ward were to leave. Yeah, I don't know either, but I just don't know where the place is for him considering you've got guys coming up through the ranks. It's a squeeze. You've got a squeeze of this position. And that's it's so strange because I couldn't envision having this conversation about Treshawn Ward on, say, October 1st or even October 15th. It wasn't until the back half of the season and post-Ward's injury that Benson took the mantle. He had one good half on the road against Louisville, and that was it. Otherwise, Treshawn Ward was your best running back. Yeah. And then he gets hurt, and then Benson turns into this other thing, and now here we are. So you got to remember, too, as we do this, Tom, that you have the Penn State transfer uh, as well. This is the most confusing part. It's the wrench in this whole machine. 
it's hard to figure because Kaziah Holmes is here and he's got several years of eligibility. Mm-hmm. And he's now he sat out this year, 2022, so he's going to be available. When you go down the line of this position group, it's really tough to figure. I would tell you that I would guess that Lawrence Toafili will be back for certain. Uh, I, If we're going to speculate on this, I would tell you that I think Toafili will be back because I think he plays a large role in the mixing and matching of pace and size. And this offense is perfect for him. Yeah, it is. It is. They throw to him a lot, too. They isolate his position against linebackers and safeties. You're going to win that. He can, in a pinch, line up at slot receiver. So if you want to confuse a defense or a coordinator with what you have personnel-wise out there, you can line him up at slot, and you're not giving up on a play. Right. It's not like lining up a quarterback Correct. at receiver. And, you know, he is very useful to this offense, and he loves Norvell. So I, I would think he'd stay. Yeah, I think he stays uh, without question. Now, do you want to – I don't know that we're going in any particular order here, but do you want to go now to uh, to your guy? Not yet. Okay, you want to go C.J. Campbell? It's a very emotional conversation. i got to <laughs> gear up for it. So you want to do C.J. Campbell? C.J. Campbell, who's still – he'll be a redshirt sophomore next I year. I know, and that's hard to imagine, too. And he's a nice player. He is. Yeah. I, I think much like the Trey Benson, Treshawn Ward decision, it, they're, they're tied to each other. I think Rodney Hill and C.J. Campbell are tied to one another here. One stays, one goes. I think if Rodney stays, if you're C.J., I mean, they went out and recruited over you. Well, but it's their job to always recruit over you. Oh, I'm not I'm not arguing against what Florida State's doing. Yeah. I'm just saying from his perspective, it's nice that he came back to full health in such a quick period of time, was able to score and touchdowns. And they utilized him. Yeah, yes, yeah. Had a couple of good plays today that I saw. Well, it's a nothing practice, but okay. But he's yeah. engaged. He may, he may be really engaged in a bowl game. Yeah. So that is fascinating to, to think about. I think C.J. stays. I'm worried about your guy, Rodney. Yeah, me too. I think Rodney may be taking it on down the road. I hope not. I hope not, too. I like him. He's a fun little player. Uh, I won't lose sleep. Hmm. <laughs> fun little player. He <laughs> this dude is explosive in the short Come area. Come on, man. You haven't seen Keziah Holmes. No, I haven't, but I have seen Rodney Hill. But you've also seen Lawrence Toafili. You can do all the things Rodney Hill does. No, no. No, he cannot. Oh, my goodness. Dudes will not bounce off of Lawrence Tofield. They way off of Rodney Hill. There's a of people bouncing off 185 He's got the density. Hill. He's got the density to him. He's going to grow into he's something. 5'7", or whatever the hell he is. No, he's closer to six foot. I, sir, he is not. If, if we lose Rodney Hill, it's not the end of the day. It's going to be okay. I don't want to lose Rodney Hill, and I know he's near and dear to your heart. It's an exercise we're playing here. Mm-hmm. I think C.J. Campbell... And Lawrence Toafili and Trey Benson, and to some degree, Kazai Holmes are going to make up the core of that running back room next year. This is like when the fellas get together after a pickup game and argue over who's better. You know, everybody's having fun with each other, and sometimes you 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 go together as a group and you play a pickup game against strangers, right? And you're all you're it's all like a, yes for one, yeah, all for one. Mm-hmm. But then when it's time to rank who gets to be picked where and who gets the court time when you play together as a group of seven or eight rather than breaking up four on four, then they, it gets testy. Because while I love me some Lawrence Toafili, and I argue well, you, you certainly Lawrence like him more than I do, sure. I do. Yeah. Rodney Hill is a better Lawrence Toafili. Oh, that's not true. That's just not true. 
We have not enough evidence to suggest that's true at all. Well, of course Toa we don't. Fili He's a true freshman. Toafili has done it in games, and even I'm critical of Toafili, so you know where I'm going to go on Rodney Hill. I just, and as always, we should say these spirited conversations, Tom. Mm. Oh. You, know, you see what I did there? Goodness. Brought to you by our friends at ABC Fine Wine and Spirits. Portal prognostications that we'll be doing on a regular basis. Brought to you by ABC Fine Wine and Spirits. And as always, go to your local ABC and celebrate yeah. the goodness that is all around you. They'll save you the holiday blues of, oh, shoot, and I've censored myself. Mm. What am I going to get for this stupid party I don't want to go to? Oh, there you go. All set. Something to deaden the pain. They've got yes for you <laughs> and the other party because they don't like you. You don't yeah, like them, well, and everybody knows it. Everybody's just being kind because it's the holidays. Or it's a great holiday party with yes. people that you love well, dearly, and I'm going to grab something great from ABC and celebrate us returning to the creature comforts of our hometown. But you'd already be going to ABC for that reason. I'm saying Correct. there's a time in the holiday season when you're stuck. You're like, what do I do? Just go there. They've got gift baskets. It makes it look like you actually took some time to do something instead oh, of go in there oh, and point. walk to the register. So, yeah, wine bottles with chocolates, for example. Perfect. Leave it on your boss's desk and say, Merry freaking Christmas. I'm taking the rest of the month. I'm going to get a wine bottle with a box of chocolates, too. I like it. Just for you. Just for me. That's, I'm going to celebrate me. I like Rodney Hill, but this is a very crowded room. Maybe he stays because he's so young. He's got time. He seems to like it here. He they does. did give him time. So maybe they all stay. They're protecting his shirt this year. That was the that was the issue. Otherwise, he would have gotten what a little bit more What happens if Cedric right. Baxter commits? Now we've got a real problem on our hands, well, everybody. Then, now, now we're going to have to let some kids go. You can we're going to have to actually encourage the Rodney Hills of the world to take it on down the road is what we're going to have to do. You would throw a different kind of party because that means that we have so much discretionary income that we would go poach a five-star at a position we don't need to spend money on. That would be the talking point there is, wow, we've got the kind of money that we can go for luxury items rather than core things that we need to shop for here? That's a No, it's a good problem to have. I think there's a couple position groups that when we do this exercise, you're like, well, this is a good problem to have. I think we're going to have the same conversation. Shockingly, we're going to have the same conversation when we do it with wide receivers. Yeah. Because that is shocking. It is year over stunning, year. Right. Year over because year. Because Portier yeah. is already worlds better than he mm -hmm. was. We know Malik McClain has it in him. Obviously, Malik in the last month of the season yes. made one at minimum one standout play a game. Uh, that's correct, and so you're starting to see like I don't want to lose those two guys. I would have said take it on down the road before the season, but now I'm like, oh no no no, I like where they're headed because they're big receivers too, and they block. And that's you, a big part of what we do, right? And then you have you've got Johnny, you got Micah, obviously, but you're bringing Winston right back. Uh, you go listen, even. I, I have to admit that the receiver one's going to be a fun discussion now it that is. I'm thinking about it out loud. There are a lot of guys there, and we're bringing in a superstar wide receiver who could play right away. Now, it's always hard to project. A couple with, of good receivers, but, but Hakeem But one is yeah, he's a yeah. physical freak. So that is – That's a loaded room, too. It is. That's a really loaded room. It's I, a good. These are good problems I'm not to saying. Have. I'm not saying get rid of Lawrence in, in, in exchange for I for think Rodney. you are. It sounds like you are. No, you can keep both because they're years can't, apart. Can't they are years apart in eligibility here. <laughs> years. And uh, the coaching staff is telling you, sir, very mm -hmm. loudly and clearly, mm -hmm. that they believe that Rodney Hill is a better version of Lawrence Toafili because they did preserve his shirt. They want to maximize the time that they have with him. Well, also, they had three guys to start over them that were better options. I mean, 
They could have played him more. I. They didn't need they to. They could have played him no on special to, teams. They no could have had him a kick return. They could have had him somewhere else. I, you, listen, we're not going to do the thing where if I say a guy should move on, it means I think he's useless. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that you got a full room of guys. Some are of similar talents. Somebody's got to take it on down the road. I'm I'm not losing as much sleep over Rodney Hill as you are. I'm just That's saying the only difference in our debate here that I took a little bit of offense <laughs> to the idea that Rodney Hill is not a better version of Lawrence Toffoli. That one hurt. That one hurt a little bit. Well, I think they are different. I do think they're different players. Toffoli's almost a wide receiver. He is. So I grant you that they are different players. And if we're just talking about pure running back, okay, I'll side with you on Rodney Hill. Just pure running back. But I like guys with versatility. So, you See, know. I got a text from Ira, and this is the time of year where I'm thinking, uh-oh, somebody under the portal? Somebody, yeah, we're while okay. we're in the middle we're of the conversation. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it, was he siding on a debate here? Is he, he might have been. He's weighing in? He might have been. Well, you know I'm not going to die on the hill of Lawrence Toffoli. That'd be hill number nine? Because you know that ain't – the guys got mad at me earlier than a year where I was like, eh. I will fight to take Hill 29. <laughs> We're going to take Hill 29. Over me and my Hill brigade. Nine, you guys go take that hill. <laughs> That's where you're going to take that hill. You're going to take it over Hill 22, Hill 26. What a great nickname. Serendipitously, Hill 29. I know. Rodney Hill 29. All right. You're going to take him over Hill 26, Hill 22, Hill 8. I don't know. Certainly, what, you're not going to take him over Hill Three. Well, Hill Three is the most important hill in this grouping. The the Holmes idea, the Holmes acquisition, to me is just strange. It's strange. You didn't have to do it, so he better be good. Well, he's from Titusville. He, he he wanted to come on home. I know, but I'm saying he didn't. Again, a luxury position. This offense is going to make an above average running like, back. It's look not great. like Penn State doesn't have good running backs, though. This I agree. is a little bit like the the Gibbon situation, where you get a running back but coming from Penn State. You're like, well, now well, that, okay. If you're threatening me and my little nest over here that includes the Rodney, Rodney Hill, Hill yeah. you better be good. You better be damn good. Well, he's he's a lot bigger than Rodney Hill, so there may be very different guys. I'm not talking about height. I'm talking about weight, thickness. Yeah, 210. Oh, no, Rodney will grow into about 205, <laughs> 210 at minimum. As soon as I get into the discrepancy, well, you're like, well, now wait a minute. He's going to hit the weight room. Have you been talking to Rodney about the things he's got to do? Rodney is not slight. No, he's already – I'm saying he's not going to get much bigger, Tom. He's already dense. Rodney You Hill, don't think he's going to get much bigger? Okay. He's already jacked. You're going to get that man density to go along with it. In three years from now, after we've watched Baxter run for 1,500 yards – I am hoping that the coaching staff has half a thorough conversation about this room as we do. It's a good conversation. It's a much better conversation than we could have had in years past. You know what's a fun conversation? You and I doing this with the tight end room. Because in the tight end, <laughs> hey, let me tell you why. Because in the tight end room, I'm going to go like this. He can leave, 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 he can leave. He'll stay. He needs to stay. That's the end of it. Did you hear all those he can leaves? That's depressing. First of all, it's depressing how many tight ends we have. Of that group, the vast majority of them can't play. So you've got a he needs to stay and a he can, yeah, okay, we'll see what you become. I may even flip one of them to another side of the ball. Mm. I, I got a guy that I want to flip to a linebacker. You know what? This is not a standalone idea. You want to just do tight end stuff right now? 
uh, it's going to hurt people's feelings. I don't. I, it already has. I don't. That want, whole tight end room is listening to the show live as we speak. Listen, they know they. Their suck. heads went down. They know. They went. Oh. They know. All of them know. I need you to stay, Marcus and Douglas. I like you a lot. Mm-hmm. Brian Courtney. Brian Courtney. I'm gonna move you to linebacker. What? He's a linebacker waiting to happen. Look at him. Six three two thirty can move. He's a linebacker waiting to happen. He's got really good hands to be a linebacker. He's not big enough right now. He's not blocking anybody out there, Tom. So then how's he going to tackle oh, anybody? Oh, no, he can easily tackle. I, he's not trying to move. You could be a 230-pound linebacker and come up and tackle all day long. You're just not blocking big-ass defensive ends or tackles. You're just not blocking them if Put you're a tight end. back. You know, well. He's on safeties and such. It's a fun discussion. Jackson West, my man, never – Materialized into anything. That was unfortunate. That well, still he, pisses me off. He was hurt all year. Always. But. Steady. Jeff Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio or Chan TV. I will tell you the discussion I want to have is one where we're flabbergasted. We're shocked by how many defensive tackles Florida State just brought in. That's the discussion I want to have. What are we doing? Why do we have 17 defensive tackles on the – that's the conversation I want to have because they need them. They're in Mm. linebacker. I don't think as much of the defensive tackle room as you do. I know that for a fact because we've had these discussions. Maybe not contentiously, but I don't – I think they've got guys. I don't think they have stars. And I think to be great on defense, you got to have some stars there. And they don't have any. Now, a defensive tackle. Maybe a little bit different at defensive end. You may have a rising star to be, maybe. But you don't have a dominant defensive tackle on this roster. And not a game-changing guy. Not a, not a guy that dudes, are, when, they, when they're prepping, when they're in their offensive line meeting talking about how they're going to double team and how they're going to do these things. We don't have that guy on this roster. And your better defenses. It's true. Ira makes the point that look in college football, it's it you don't see too many dominant defenses anymore. Last year's Georgia team being the exception, and they had like fifteen dudes go to the league. It is it is freakish. But here's what I would say to that: I want to be Georgia. I, we're aspiring to be that. That's who we were forever. They weren't. They weren't a damn thing post nineteen eighty forever. Now they're there. Now they're that. That's where I want us to be. So it's not a bad thing to cite the very best and say, well, yeah, that's Georgia, Jeff. Yes, that's where we're trying to go. Yes, it is. I want to be there. I want to look at a roster where I go, man, what an abundance of riches. Knowing that there are going to be some games in college football where it gets schemed up against you by an elite offensive coordinator and a good quarterback that you're still going to give up points. Georgia's given up plenty of points to teams. It, it happens. But I think that you want the kind of consistency, depth of talent that you give yourself the best possible chance to succeed more consistently game to game, week to week, no matter who you're playing, with that kind of talented depth that you see at the elite defensive schools. And we don't have it right now. We don't have a game changer at corner. We don't have a game changer at safety. We sure as hell don't have a game changer at linebacker and we do not have a game changer at defensive tackle. All the help we need is on the defensive side of the ball. I think you can get better on the offensive line, but we think we have some good young players on the on the come up. We actually think they're going to bring in another offensive lineman as well. At least one. And Bless Harris is probably coming back, so he could knock on wood, he can be healthy. So you can be all right there, but we have a running back room that you and I just got done documenting 
and talking about how deep it is to where it, it is almost laughable. Like we can pick and choose our favorites because there's like seven dudes we like in that room. Um, and we did the same thing at wide receiver. Now we may not have, we'll see if Hiking Williams becomes that. Um, we, we don't have the guy that the, that the nation's going to turn to and go, who's that? Not yet, but maybe that's coming. And we do have an all-conference, very, very good college quarterback. So we're good there. It's all over there, man. It's all over there. For us to go from nine wins to winning the conference to being an 11-win type team going to the college football playoff, I think that the personnel on defense, perhaps some of the coaches on defense, that's where we got to see upgrades across the board. And that's where I hope they spend the vast majority of their time is looking at who can I get that is a top-tier, power-five dominant defensive player. Which is why, when you said, what if Baxter joins the, the fray, I'd right. say, man, I'll be skeptical if he were to. And, and Director Matthew does some work on the uh, Texas side of the operation for the, yeah, the parent yeah. network. And it sounds as though that's all shut down. And I say, good, because I don't want to waste one second of our precious time <laughs> chasing well, a luxury item. Yeah, I, I would And say. I don't want to spend one dollar on that dude, because uh, unless... Somebody, a billionaire, died and said, you know what, I always like Florida State, give them $500 million. Unless that happened, what, nobody's dead? Nobody's dead. Okay. They're going to be all right, man. We need to have a ridiculous budget to go after that item. There, as To your point, how many other positions are we in desperate need yeah, it's all, of upgrades to go take the next they're step? They're on defense, man. They're linebackers, they're defensive linemen, they're corners, yes. they're safeties, they're, they're, they're defensive players. That's so what it is. It would be like you're the lead, you're the number one offense in the NFL. You're the thirty second ranked defense in the NFL, and you've got sixty million dollars in cap space in the offseason. I better not see one damn dime go to anything unless, for the offense unless, unless it's, it's an a, extension. I was going to say or a transcendent player. He, I can't get better than first, you know. And I'm thirty second, and so I want all that money to go to defensive upgrades. Now, Florida State's disparity is not that great. But when you want to get into the conversation you're having, which is legitimate college football playoff contender at a four-team threshold, then mm-hmm. hell yeah. yeah. Spend your money on the defense. Yeah. Go uh, at lots of it, though. But even if you're not that, even if you're even if you're just us right now and you want to be a conference champion, you'd like to compete to win the sure. Atlantic Division of the ACC, you're going to have to do a lot better up front than us. We're not – that's just not an elite group. It's not, and they 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 can dominate bad offenses, and they can hold up against decent offenses, but they're not getting shutdowns and big stops against really good offenses, and they won't anytime soon until they get better players and a better depth of those players. That that's 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 the whole thing. Hour number two, fourth, come sit with. 